0: Good evening guys, good evening, I pray everybody is good, I hope you've had a beautiful, beautiful day and I pray that if you was here with us this morning that the conversations have continued to spark more conversations in you. And allowed you to ask yourself more questions um we're back in shake the room and it's your girl coach t and today like i've said all month we're going to be speaking all things purpose my intention is that over the next four weeks that you become more clear maybe about just what purpose can mean to you what purpose is what purpose looks like um maybe you'll be open to asking yourself some questions like are you even living a purpose-filled life is it even important to is it valuable to you you know is there anything um inside of you that maybe never even asked those questions before or maybe you've asked them and you feel like mm, it's not important so actually that's the first question I'm going to ask for this room on um, Wednesdays I like to kind of have a conversation on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I like to come in here and drop some tea. But on Wednesdays, I really like to have conversations with you guys um, because one thing that I'm fully aware of, especially just as a person, but more so in being a coach, is I learned so much from listening. And if there's anything that this morning's room taught me and they were talking about how purposeful are you with your time? was that I never knew until this morning that some people fully didn't know they had a purpose. Like, I know that may sound very crazy to some people, but until this morning, I never ever knew that people didn't know, well, that they've got a purpose. And so I really had that moment this morning where I was like, oh my gosh, is that the whole reason why I move the way that I do? because I so believe in, I've been sent here for a reason and I'm gonna figure out what that reason is, you know? Um, So I'm willing to take different paths to get there. I'm willing to do different things, to express more of myself, create more of myself, find more of myself. And if by doing that along the way, it encourages, inspires and empowers somebody else to do it. I now understand that that too is a part of my purpose. I now understand that that too is a part of the walking. And um, maybe you don't know that if you haven't started to do that. Maybe if you live a life where it's almost just about you and your immediate family, you don't recognize how your actions, your behaviors, your attitudes, your movements, your creations, affect, impact or influence others. So maybe there's no desire You know um for me it's been very different and it's been very different because it's been that way since i was very young from very young i started teaching at the age of 11 and i knew then that my role was just to share my love which was my love for dance and because of my love for dance i just loved teaching other people and that has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown And so what I recognize is so much of my purpose has been found down inconvenience lane. It's not been the comfortable path. It's not been doing the norm, if you like. It's not been listening. (laughs) It's really not been listening to a lot of people, to be honest, Um, including my parents. Yeah, absolutely including my parents. It's not been listening to people in authority, you know? it's been rebellious to a degree that my rebelliousness has allowed me to be so unapologetic in certain areas of my life. And I know that if you've grown up the good girl or the good boy or the obedient person, sometimes just being rebellious is hard. You know, if you've grown up the person believing that you need to build your way to a top, in a certain system or you need to become successful by following certain steps when I tell you to sit down and just listen to yourself in silence that's going to seem crazy to you if you're the type of person that's always valued yourself by how many um, qualifications you've got by how many followers you've got by how many likes you've got by all of that stuff and now I'm saying no value yourself from the inside that's going to seem crazy to you And so what I recognize is I was listening to something today and when the lady said purpose is inconvenient, I was like, oh, my God, that's for me. That's the part of purpose that I couldn't talk about it is the part that I always try to tell people about because what happens is when people are viewing your journey it's like oh my god things just fall into place for you oh my god you just know what to do but actually you don't know what I'm going against personally you know as in I'm a mother right and so there was a season in my life that it meant technically to many people I should have been focused on financially being stable right more than I was focused on following my dreams and I didn't care about being financially stable because I was willing to follow my heart at all costs I was willing to do what I was passionate about even if it didn't pay me I was willing to say cool I won't live on I won't live on benefit I don't I don't need even the support of benefits. I don't need the support of of a job. What I need to do is do what I love and that only. So I was willing to take risks that some people had an opinion about that I shouldn't have done or shouldn't do or should rethink or consider because I've got children. therefore I've got responsibilities but my mindset was in a different place. My mindset was there's an infinite provider. There's a provider and a source and an energy that maybe if we got to know more about that, we would worry about so much less. Maybe if we followed our intuition more and more and not our opinions and not our thinking and not our conditioning, maybe, We would stumble upon our purpose. We wouldn't have to look for it. We wouldn't have to search for it. We wouldn't have to find it. Maybe it would find us. And so I say that to extend the question to the room. Do you believe that it's important to know your purpose? Do you even think that we all have a purpose? Are you the type of person that's never really considered anything about purpose you you wake up you think you're you're grateful you got life you go about your day you come home you do the same thing if you want to jump on a holiday you go on a holiday if you need to handle something for your kids you handle something for your kids if you need to take care of your partner there's not really no kind of thought yes there might be gratitude yes there might be gratefulness but are you the kind of person that technically just goes with the flow because that's what you've been taught to do I just want to know who are the people in the room that wake up and are like yeah I fundamentally believe um I have something bigger there's a bigger part of me being here there's there's a reason as to why I'm here and where are the people in the room that are like yeah I never really thought of that so please don't be shy at this moment come up to the stage speak to me let me know Miss Amina it's dope to have you in the room yo this is a whole boss I would love you to come speak to me because you'd be making moves out here, sir. Um, I would just like to speak to some of y'all and I would love to hear your views and your opinions on, are you the type of person that wakes up intentionally, like, this is what i got to do because it links to X, Y or Z, or are you the kind of person that's like, oh, well, we'll just go with the day. Don't be quiet, guys. Let's start inviting people to the stage, Anybody because y'all just sitting here like I'm talking to myself. So I'm just going to invite random people up to the stage to come speak with me because I want to know. I want to listen. I want to hear. Miss Julie, thank you for accepting my invitation. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. I'm great this
0: evening. How are you? I'm awesome. So tell me, are you the type of person that knows yeah i've got a purpose or you just have a person that's like yeah i just kind of go about my day
1: well mine's twofold now love that if, you, if you'd asked me this four weeks ago it would have been yeah i jump out of bed i've got things to do i just get along and, and do them it's just existing so yeah i've got to sort out my children sort out my grandchildren go to work come home yeah that would have been me asking me now today present day and I have a purpose.
0: Love that. So when you say you have a purpose, what do you mean? Tell us.
1: I know that I was put here on this earth. I was the one that was chosen between the sperm and the egg to come here to, to do something. God has got a plan for me.
0: Mm, yes. I don't know what
1: the plan is. And I'm not worrying about it because when he's ready to reveal it to me, all shall be revealed.
0: I love that so would you say I like to call that place the state of allowing as in you're not running for it you're not searching for it you're not mad that you don't know what it is but what you do know is there's a greater plan for your life and you're open to receive it when it's ready or when you're ready yep
1: totally 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 and as I said four weeks ago I would
0: have been like no so what's shifted in the last four weeks
1: what shifted? What hasn't shifted? <laughs> if you be
0: asking. <laughs> what hasn't shifted?
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, that's that's really what hasn't shifted. But everything, literally, my whole life has shifted. Um, I've had to take off so many clothes that I didn't even realize I was wearing. Whether it be to protect my heart, whether it be just to you know to show my emotions. Literally, all these clothes keep dropping off and there's so many more that I know I have to take off. I have to undress completely. I will not have achieved what I've been sent here to do until I am completely naked.
0: I love that. And just one other question, because this is what I'm talking about, purpose but inconvenient. I think that when things are inconvenient, they're uncomfortable they we have to go to a place that we probably haven't seen ourselves in before you understand as much as there's so much in purpose there's so intentional like you're already equipped you know it you've just got to deliver kind of thing um but in these layers that have been coming off of you would you say that it's been uncomfortable would you say that you've had to be vulnerable would you say that it's it's not necessarily been crazy hard, but it's been inconvenient.
1: Certain layers have been excruciating, I've got to be honest. Yes. They literally blow my little head off my shoulders and that was down to your Mm mum. Other layers, I mean, I had one the other day that literally just felt like it just slipped off my shoulders and just gently dropped to the floor. So depending on, I suppose, the depth, how, how deep these things are rooted in me. Depends on how uncomfortable I've been in shedding my clothes.
0: Um, I love that. But it never just came upon you from doing everything that you was used to doing. You had to do something a little bit different to have the revelation. I do everything different. <laughs>
1: Out
0: of my comfort zone. I, I can't remember what my comfort. Zone. I can't even remember. Love that, and I. I just thank you so much for sharing it because I think that um, we don't. We don't always recognise the little steps that people are taking every single day. That over time feel incredible. Like I know that today exactly today marks four weeks a month exact since you've been in Elevate. And if you thought a month ago, you probably didn't even fully know what you was walking into. You probably didn't even no, <laughs> you had... no, I didn't have a clue. I just knew I had to be there. I just knew what I've been looking for,
1: what I've been searching for, I would find it here. And it went totally against the grain of everything that I've ever thought of or believed in my
0: life, totally. I love that. And that, see, this is where I'm, this is where I just love of echoing the message that it's technically inconvenient. I say to people, right, the littlest things of me, of me... I don't know um going onto facebook for instance and randomly hitting live and just talking talking some stuff that i'm going through some experience that i've had i remember once i was going through this situation with my son in school and i was furious i was so angry like I was so mad that I was like, if somebody else is going through this, I just need to encourage them to fight the good fight. Because actually, that's exactly what I need to encourage myself to do. And so I just kind of hit live at the moment that I was super vulnerable, super mad, a bag of emotions. And I just spoke my truth. I don't think to this day, apart from that and one other incident that I had going on with my brother, again, where I was... I was in a place where it's like now this is not okay I need to use my voice so I just went live those are probably some of the stuff that I've done where it's had the most impact for days my 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 um flipping inbox was filling up filling up filling up and that wasn't convenient The, the the experience within itself was Just not convenient, you know, I wouldn't have asked for it kind of thing. Um, I didn't have to speak about it as such, but because I was willing to, because I followed that gut instinct, the first move, the impact that came after that was like, whoa, like life-changing. But I just had to follow that first move that was a little bit uncomfortable, you know? And there was many layers after that that were uncomfortable but it was uncomfortable in a good way. It was like, oh my God, wow, this is the power of this. This is the power of speaking. This is the power of sharing. This is the power of like uncovering yourself. And so I really appreciate what you've just said. And I love that the process is pretty much the same for you. So we're here for this. We're here for y'all to keep tapping into your purpose. I love that. Miss Amina, welcome to the stage, Queen. What's good? Hey, hey, hey. Good evening. Grand evening. How are you? It's good to have you in the room. If y'all don't know about Miss Amina, you need to know who she is. I'm just, I'm just dropping that, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. to come on. It's just that most of the time, the house is an absolute, like, mad house. <laughs> So right now, when I've got five minutes, folding the clothes, I was like, let me tune in and jump on the page. Yeah, so Amina, tell me, would you... I personally would look at you and be like, nah, she knows what her purpose is, she's just out here killing it. Is purpose a thing you even think about? Is it something that you even move with? Like, what is it? If it's anything at all? Do you know what?
1: It is my direction. Literally, like, without purpose, I think I'd be quite... hmm, What's the word? Just all over the place. I feel like with purpose it just gives you direction it gives you more or less like stability in what you're doing what you're trying to achieve and it allows you to maintain and renew your intention every time you're doing something so that's what it
0: is for me love that there was one thing you said earlier actually and i was like oh my gosh that was me
1: you were saying about like you know some people sort of like live for people clicking like on Mm. their posts and things like that and I remember last few years ago, um, before I, like, intentionally tried to, like, grow my Instagram and things like that, I was... I came off Instagram for a whole year. Well, I was still on it in terms of being able to, like, see other people's posts and yes. things like that. But I actually stopped posting for a whole entire year, literally from one month all the way 12, 12 months to the next, like, to the month again. Wow. And I did that with... having any sort of, like um social like online presence, also just not having that recognition online. I just feel like obviously, you know, everyone puts their best parts online. Mm. And some people start to live for the attention that they receive online. Yes. Um and I feel like that can shape you, it can change you. I've seen people that have become different people from receiving a lot of online attention. So for me, I was like, well, how do I know that I'm not sort of like going against my purpose of being online?
0: Yes. So let me catch that part, that part that
1: a lot of people like, you know, sometimes they unintentionally live for it. Yeah. And let me just see if I can deal with not actually having my face on there not having anything that really like shows my personality nothing that you can link me to me on my page and I did that for a year and I was like it didn't affect me once I didn't miss not having uh, compliments I didn't miss people not bigging me up in, in in anything that I was doing and I was like now I can go online because now I know that when I'm online I'm not going to be... My purpose online is I have an intention of being on there. And my in my intention is not just to receive compliments or get attention and things like that. So yes. I had to make sure that was set right first before I intentionally um, try to grow. Again, people in the audience um, can't be thinking, so why would you want to grow? But my purpose of being online, especially being like a, you know, a
0: yeah, like, I'm, Muslim, got I'm not wearing this for fashion, although I wear it well. Yeah. I'm actually a Muslim girl. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, my
1: my purpose I feel of being online is because I found myself in being in being Muslim and owning it, right?
0: So love that if, can I just say on that point in. though that's yeah. why I've always why especially the way that you've come out now because you to me you've always I think even maybe from my space days you've kind of had a, a social um, personality if you like you know you've yeah. kind of done your thing right but I think watching you now online is like okay cool now she's talking to not just the muslim girls but in particularly the black muslim girls that may not be owning their identity and so i feel like the minute you got clear about your audience is like bruh how many followers are you at now on 11.4 you see and, and i remember when you was like i'm just trying to get up to 1k everybody go and follow <laughs> repost this get me to 1k like whereas i don't have the same intention with my social i don't i don't yeah. intend for it to grow I really don't even want to be on there. Like, I just don't want to be there. I, I just want to do what I got to do. But, right, yeah. But just don't let me be on here. Like, because again, it's that whole thing of I don't want that to define me. Do you understand? I don't. I I want right, to have right. the impact, but I do not want that to define me. I don't want me to be better because I've got twenty thousand followers than me having a thousand followers. You know, if I've got ten people that are that are on the same mission as me, then let's go. You know, it would be great to have 10,000 people. But again, I just feel like it's so crazy when we talk about purpose, because your purpose shifted, your intention shifted, your response shifted. Do you see what I'm trying to say? And I just want to ask, when you say that you, um, I think just the way that you live, where do you think that influence of purpose has come from?
1: Definitely, in a different way so for example like um having the religious influence in the house it it helps but in terms of how I execute it I've always been my own person in how I deliver things so for example um when you when I do anything it always has to have some type of intention behind it so for example me being online is to show people that yeah although we have the cover and although we choose to um you know follow the religion in maybe a little bit more like just just in a different way than some other people you know just we're we're a different niche so in within islam there's always going to be people that don't wear do. everyone's on their own little journey own little path. but my thing is even if you're on your journey on your path and you want to be a certain way within the religion you can always still be fashionable you can still wear whatever you want to wear but just remix it and just make it you
2: make it you
1: and And my thing is, it's all about staying authentic, staying yourself, being true to who you are, and still, oh my child,
0: and still sort of like being able to, you know, just being able to just just express yourself in the way that you want. Love Um, that. And one more question. I I know now you're a mum of three. Many people might not know that. (laughs) You're the whole mum of three. (laughs) And you, you 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 do your thing, and you still you still teach, right? You still in the schools, you are still doing that. Yeah, yeah, that. So you do your nine to five, if you like. You do your part time. You got your makeup business. You do your social media, and you're a mum of three. But wait, guys, she's a whole wife too. Okay, she's a whole wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what I would love to know for the women, and and maybe even the kings in the room is how do you manage your purposes in all of those things as as long as it's pure it can work as long as you're not doing
1: anything as long as you're not doing anything for anything other than yourself then it can work i am not going to be doing for example makeup just for the money like people know this because I'm very affordable. I, I did that intentionally. I was like, hold on, there's going to be people out here that can't afford to get their makeup done for their wedding, for their whatever, whatever it is. Um, mm. But they still want to be able to feel like, you know, that that they just want to feel amazing on that day. And they, and they want it. So my thing was like, right, I'm going to start doing makeup. But my intention behind it is to remain affordable. Like my rates could have gone up now. Like, I have to say, that. I have to say, too, because I'm not trying to be, you know, boasting. But my rates could have gone up. I've done a lot of things. Um, I've been able to do a lot of things, thank the Lord. And, um. You know, by now, I should have definitely increased my rate. But I am I had to renew my intention. Like, girl, you started this for a reason. Love it. Stay there, because that is where your blessings are going to come. So for me, in terms of just being able to manage your time, which is one thing I had to learn, because I was like, hold on, I've got a child now, but you came to my life, so therefore, I'm going to have to somehow, you know, fix my time a bit, time management mm. more, so my child can get what the child needs but i'm also not going to compromise what i need because for me to be sane i also need to make sure i'm
0: doing what i want to do and there's not one there's no way in hell am i gonna stop what, what i want to do just because i have kids Love that. Yeah. Period. Period. Yeah. Yeah. and i think that a lot of people don't do that and that's why i went on the mission that i went on because i became a mum young and i realized ah People what do everything for their kids and they have no life. They have no desires. They have no dreams. Oh, hell no. Yes. That is not going to be me. No, no. And I'm crazy about telling my children they can be, have, do anything that they want. And I realized I yes. could not teach them that if I didn't live that. So right. by me living it, I recognize that I'm a living example to them that, bro, I don't know if things about here are easy but yo this path is fun this path is lit this path is cool you know and again i'm crazy about playing by your own rules like you make up the roles you're the game master you play the game and as long as we are in alignment for me personally with the creator with Allah, with divine then i'm good yes. you know um That's it. That's it. and we we've been promised things and we act like we haven't like we've been promised abundance, right? We've been promised goodness. We've been promised all of those things. So it's like, how can I go out there and get it? How can I go out there and experience it? How can I go out there and create it? And I think that sometimes we shut down our creative geniuses because...
1: So, people also, they, they as well with, with in belief, people believe that, okay, you know what, i mean of course, I'm going to be able to get this, like, I can pray for it, I can blah, 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 blah. But then they also don't do the next part, which is tying their own camel and actually going forth to make that thing happen. And mm. I feel like that's a lot of things that people don't do. They sort of just be like, we're going to have reliance, but also with reliance comes activeness. Like, we yeah. don't
0: take the action. Like, one right. thing I've been talking about, and I remember speaking to you a couple of years ago before. You did your makeup thing, like actually proper big. Was I was like, people plan all day, and people actually think the plan is the action. The plan is not the action, the plan is the procrastination. Like, the plan is it's, it's almost like the intention with no follow through. So, it's almost like faith without work is dead. It's that same principle, it's the same thing that you said about tying your camel. You have to take the action. And once you take the action, yo, that's where the purpose really starts to open up. And again, I think with you being so authentic, that's what I found within myself, just because I've been my, there's a whole lot of me. So there's a whole lot that I can do. Like, <laughs> And I think sometimes people don't give themselves that permission to fully be their self. Therefore, fully express it in every facet of what they do. So, I just want to say, we see you, we appreciate you. I wanted wanted to speak to you before I spoke to anybody else because they're kind of around the network, don't get you in the room much. So, thank you so much for sharing. Um, Thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome. Who's up next? Miss Bev. What's good, Queen? Grand evening. Grand evening. How are you? I
1: am fantabulous. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, I like that um, word. Feels good, fantastic. like you say, in my mouth, fantabulous. Fantabulous yeah,
1: better than my usual discombobulated, which is also another lovely word, but that is not how I'm feeling today. I'm feeling
0: fantabulous. Awesome. But, um, yeah, so talking about purpose, I don't
1: know if you remember when we were in book club and we first had that conversation, it was about four years ago, and we were talking about purpose, and that was, I think that was the first time I'd really given it any serious thought. Yes before that I think I was going through life thinking what is it I'm supposed to be doing mm. why am I not feeling fulfilled I literally was just going through the motions just yes. just, being in, just you know running by the seat of my pants really um now uh, I do believe I have a purpose um I've that purpose and the reason why I say that is because like with my midwifery um I've kind of done every part of midwifery that I can do so antenatal care labour care postnatal care and obviously um parent craft so teaching mums uh, about to deal with babies and labour and all the rest of it and that is where I find myself at home that is where I get the most satisfaction I get so much joy from you know, making, you know, empowering women, making them feel confident in their body's ability to do what it was made to do. So when somebody, you know, sends a card or a photo with their baby and that, you know, thank you so much, you made such a difference, you know. Sometimes I think, I got paid for that. Mm. I got paid to
0: do
1: that. Yes. You know, so I do believe that um, I am homing in on it. I'm not 100% sure... On the on what that's exactly gonna look like when I get there, but that's okay because with each day, with each step, I'm just feeling my way
0: and I'm just completely open to the process of God's will for my life and just allowing, just being, just allowing. And I love that. I love that because um what's interesting, I'd be interested to know if there's anybody in the room who doesn't believe in God, who doesn't believe in a a law and a higher power and the creator and the divine but yet still has purpose because I I, like I said I had this just to reset the room we're talking all things purpose for the next four weeks in all the cup hours um in the shape the room stuff but we're going in at different angles so my intention is that by everybody that continues to host the rooms um, there's going to be different topics that pop up but the rooms that I'm hosting I pray that you get more clarity on possibly what purpose is, what it looks like, how you can use it, um, just different ways that you can tap into it because it goes in alignment with a community space that I've opened up called Elevate and in this community space called Elevate it's an invitation for you to really work on you and be fully supported as you do through a brotherhood and a sisterhood of people going on the same journey. And again, you could be working on anything. You could be building a business. You could be working on confidence. You could be um, healing through trauma, whatever it is that you're doing, this space is to just help you be more of yourself. Um, And each month within that space, there's a topic. And so the topic that we're working on this month is purpose. And there was something that you said Bev, which was before you was asked the question or even kind of tapped into the idea of purpose, you found that you was almost unfulfilled. So when (laughs) Penny drops this morning and I realized ah, some people don't have a purpose, I recognize that my life has never not been unfulfilled. I've always, 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 always felt fulfilled, I've always found something to do, I've always figured something out, do you know what I mean, like, at any moment where I sit too long and boredom kicks in, or, I don't know, like, something too crazy kicks in, I create something else, and so what I want to ask all of you guys on the stage is, would any of you say that there's been periods in your life where you feel or have felt deeply unfulfilled?
1: but you know what the interesting thing though is tanya i don't know if you remember when i first joined
2: mindset i said to you how much i hated my job do you remember yeah mm-hmm. and it was only when i kind of removed the resistance from it and
1: kind of tried to ask myself so what branch of midwifery is it that i like or love or you know can can kind of swallow and it was only then that i thought actually i don't hate my job it's just certain parts of it that I'm pushing against. So when I when I came to that conclusion and I was able to kind of hone in, that resistance, that discomfort, that disillusionment with my job, it kind of disappeared
0: but that's also as well because your mindset shifted you see what i mean like many people look at a circumstance or a current experience as the obstacle so the job was the obstacles there was an idea in your head at that point that if the job was removed you would be able to create live or experience and i'm like baby girl energy doesn't die it just transforms so if you move the job you're going to find another problem somewhere else right so at one point, if y'all don't know, and you probably hear my sister tell this story because she loves it, I worked at Pixie Photo. When I worked at Pixie Photo, I was a photographer, but as part of being a photographer, we had to go out and get the leads of the people who we were taking the pictures for. And so this one day they come up with this great idea to dress up in a mascot, hello. As if it wasn't bad enough, us being in the high street, asking people for their number and whatever to get leads. Like, okay, I could take the photos, I could work in the studio, but walking into the high street when I personally walk past every person that tries to talk to me, bruh, I don't want to do that part of the job. So I took the role of being in the mascot. Yay! (laughs) Nobody knew I was in there. But because tanya being tanya bro i was in this mascot moonwalking slam dunking rippling through because in my head i'm this whole animal and nobody knows it's me and when you speak they can't hear your voice (laughs) so i would be seeing people i knew like fully seeing people i knew going up to them talking to them obviously no one had no idea it was me but one of the parts i was in maidenhead and i was doing this dance and someone filmed me so i sent it to my my family like oh my god look at this bear and they were like loving it because it's a dancing bear in the middle of the high street duh it was tanya claudine was pregnant at the time so when she recognized like that was me she was dying but that's what i had to do to play to find certain purposes in my life now at the point at the time might not have made no sense But where I was about to go in the next part of my life, you best believe I had to have an eye for photography, one. I had to be able to take pictures, number one. Number two, yo, when you start a business, you've got to be crazy about getting those leads. You've got to be crazy about opening that conversation. You've got to be crazy about adapting it. Now at the time, whatever I was getting paid was probably minimum fee, whatever, whatever, ah, annoying. I don't want to be here kind of thing. But also while being at that job, when they started to see, yo, you need to be a manager, but I was only working part-time and I was like, no, I don't want to manage. But again, there was little seeds that were being planted into me there where I was beginning to see myself differently. I was beginning to sieve through what I could use and what I didn't no longer want to experience. Because when I was there, my son's football um, sports day kept moving. And the way that it worked is there was a lot of part-time mums there. So if another person was off, you couldn't be off. So when I realised that a job was determining whether I could go and be at my son's sports day, that wasn't my portion. So it was like I was starting to build up this business at that same job is exactly where I sat there and typed up the first words for the first batch of my pick-me-up sticks. There is purpose in every place that you're in. And I don't know if it's because I believe, like I fundamentally believe everything happens for a reason that wherever I go in whatever I'm doing, no matter how easy, hard or difficult, I am looking for the reason. Because I'm looking for it, I find it. I think what happens in many of our mindsets and our minds and our mentality is we're looking for the problem. We're looking for the stuckness. We're looking for the obstacle. And because we're looking for it, it keeps presenting itself. And so when I'm listening more and more to people's conversations and their language, and especially being a coach, like being a counselor, I'm like, oh my gosh, if people understood your beliefs your perspectives they create so much of what you experience every single day of your life but are you willing to break them down are you willing to open them up are you willing to go in the closet of your mind in the closet of your beliefs and say yo does some of this need dusting out I don't know about y'all but since I was young my mum used to every season we had to get rid of the clothes that we would no longer wear Get rid of the stuff that was changing. Make space for new energy to come in. It's the exact same with the the space called your mind. Are you willing to go into the closet and say, hey, I've believed this for so long. Does this still actually serve me? Or do I need to chuck this thought out, this belief out, this idea out? And sometimes that's the only thing that's stopping us from growing. Because we're not willing to do that. So, to the rest of y'all, has there been any moments where you felt deeply unfulfilled in your life, in your job, in your relationship? If so, what did you do about it? Everybody gone quiet? Okay, cool. Well move. Oh, um, go on. Hey, I, um, yeah, that, that happens
1: every occasionally. <laughs> every, so, um, <laughs> every occasionally. <laughs> you about the um, beer and stuff like that and um, when you were speaking to Bev I was listening and I was thinking that in every season of my life, every job that I had, I loved it because whether it was sleeping in the toilet because I was so bored, whether it was getting up early in the morning to go and sell vegetables because I wanted to create a better service for the community and yeah, give you a lot of Saturday jobs. There there was just so much fun and joy and learning and even when it was difficult, even when I felt like, (laughs) it was just, yeah. Okay, what's next? Okay, let let me just, it's just like a a process. So what's the next thing? What what am I going to do
0: next? So would you say that that was what drove you forward? That's where you didn't really ever feel unfulfilled because the minute that maybe you got bored or something, you did something else but
1: also it's really interesting because I was thinking about you I was listening to you talk and I was like when you spoke about that um plan that sometimes you're planning and, and you think that that's it I didn't plan you um.
2: ah,
1: that's really interesting I didn't plan you you weren't expected you didn't come into my plans <laughs> in no way or no form
0: But the purpose (laughs) was inconvenient but necessary. (laughs)
1: So inconvenient. It was absolutely, I felt like, you know, my dad was like, what? Are you going to just breed like a rabbit? Because there wasn't much time between you and Claudine. And I guess that it was like, okay, I I made one mistake because that's how they saw me getting pregnant young. And it felt like there was still hope after that mistake that I could pick up the pieces of my life and and you know go on to the great things that they that the parents expected of me. And then came along my unplanned, unexpected, purpose-filled baby.
0: And that's why today, when I heard Purpose is Inconvenient, I was like, oh my God, because if I would have planned my children, uh, hello, I wouldn't have any, (laughs) because I don't know when the right time was going to be. I don't know when... I was going to almost feel like I had to stop and make room for it. Both of my children were unplanned. The first one, I really couldn't deal with much in the beginning. The second one, I was more like, okay, cool. I've done this before, I can do it again. So I was a bit more calmer, um, even though I was way more sick. It was a harder pregnancy, all of that jazz, but I kind of had the confidence that, okay, cool. I've done this before, I can do it again. With the first one, I was like, I've messed up my whole life. I I just cannot believe I've messed up my whole life. And as I was probably in that space for like a month. And then I told you guys I got a role. I was in acting at the time. And the acting role I took on was mother courage. (laughs) Thanks, universe. Great shout for that. And then I heard the sign. That's what I'm saying. My beliefs have supported me my whole life. So when I got that role, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a sign, mother courage, like I can do this. And it's almost been a series of events like that all the time in my life where I'm in a difficult situation and something comes in, a miracle, an answer, an angel, like literally something shows up to give me a sign or confirmation, I follow it. I follow it, I follow it even if it doesn't make sense, I follow it even if it seems crazy, I follow it even if I don't fully understand because I fully believe that's the way that life is supporting me. I believe everything's working out for me, so I'm always looking for the way that it is. That's a major part of me being able to live on purpose, for me personally. And I think,
1: I think adaptability is key. So when I have planned and it looks like, okay, that's running to an end or that's not going that way, it's just like, okay, I'll just create something else, I'll just do something else. It's just like to be able to adapt, but if it, if I ever was stuck and that has happened sometimes, like I might have decided this thing to work so much and the more that I'm pushing for it, it's almost like it's pushing against and it's not working and then when it works is when myself can't give up I surrender all right god you have your way and then it's just like blam everything opens up I love that that ability is so key as well this is a really interesting conversation um for me because when I think about inconvenience I'm like "Mm, have I ever really felt inconvenience and um what's just come to mind it's really funny quickly
0: before you answer that because i'm so grateful that you brought that up so before you answer if you've ever really felt inconvenienced would you say that right now with your whole heart and chest that you are intentionally living a purpose-filled life yeah It took too long, so I know the answer. Continue. So I, I
1: would say yes, but, but then I'm like, mm, am I really? Um, um, when I thought about inconvenience, I was instantly taken back to being like 16, 17 and running our Connection summer workshops and how much time that was taken. You know, we were spending the whole summer and um, that age teaching other children and running workshops for other children and for a lot of my friends who were out partying and doing certain things it was a it was inconvenient it was like oh but could you should be doing this and we're going here and we're going there and I was like no but I've got work and you know it didn't feel like work it didn't feel inconvenient because ultimately I was being purposeful in those spaces we were all being personal purposeful we were creative we were having fun we were living so I'm like I when I thought of inconvenience initially I felt of something I thought of something that didn't feel good that didn't sit right with me that you know wasn't comfortable but inconvenience can actually be kind of fun it can be a, a, a good process so again it's how we viewing words and what we're making things
0: mean. Yes, and that's why I brought up this topic, because I was like, guys, and, and Amina can probably bear witness to this, It's effortless, right? When you scroll through Instagram and you see the most aesthetically pleasing picture with the most dope write up and some dope hashtags to go through it and then some comment and image. But bro, to get to that point, you've had to do your makeup, pick your outfit, pick the location, set up the camera, um, edit. So there's so many different elements, right? That take just for that. Just another example just bearing witness to what you just said when I it took me years and I'm telling you guys years maybe about four or six years to figure this out that at the point that I had my two children I was the only one of my friends that had two children and actually one of my friends well two of my friends only had one child but the majority of my friends they didn't have any children they definitely didn't have two children and so when they were turning up all day, every day, getting lit, this, that, and I'm at home, you know, because I'm having to work, I'm having to um, create stuff. At that point, I'd already started running a business as well as having to work, as well as having to be mum. I was in my long-term relationship, I was engaged. Um, Most of them were single. um, They didn't have any children, whatever. It took me years to recognize, oh, my gosh, my purpose for living was so different. When I not only had to wake up just for, it was no longer just about me. When I had to wake up, when they could just roll out their bed and go out, I had to sort out where the children were going to be, what time I would collect them. There was so much different details that my purpose was different and at that time ah, it didn't seem convenient at all it didn't seem convenient what i was trying to do what i was aiming to create where i was putting my energy it was ah as much as i loved it it's like um i would
1: say like sunday mornings sunday mornings is gymnastics day football day um most of the time I'm up at eight to get my daughter out of the door to gymnastics. Sometimes the boys have football on the, in Wickham, in this place, in that place, and you're having to be up and out of the door at silly o'clock to get them to football. It could be inconvenient, technically Sundays are my rest day, then my lying day, then my kind of the day. football
0: place. was a yeah. whole inconvenience to my life at the beginning, that was the best it thing it ever. Fell, it felt like an inconvenience. That's <laughs> the best thing. Purpose at the end of it when you watch them boys on that
1: pitch and you see their passion and their drive for it, and you see how good they are, it doesn't feel like an inconvenience. When I see my daughter and she comes home excited and she says, Mum, I'm being picked to be in a gymnastics competition. That's
0: not inconvenient. Girl, when they're getting the top medals every year, you're like, what... You know, you start paying attention to recognize to I'm so glad that I invested in this for my child and not just invested that I send them there and let them crack on. I invest in it on and off the pitch. I invest in it when they're practicing at home. I invest in it when when they feel less than they are. I invest in, in house, it like in, girls. Girl. You <laughs> in it. There's, there's, there's equipment all over your house. Yes, it might be inconvenient. This purpose. And I think that's the idea that I really wanted to have in this conversation is that maybe some of us are not tapping into our purpose fully because we are not willing to be inconvenienced. We're not willing to come off of convenient lane. One of my favourite quotes by Lisa Nichols is... Success doesn't live down comfortable avenue.
1: But when I, if, if I think back to it, you know, like some of what you're speaking about, at three, four o'clock in the morning when I used to wake both of you, Tanya and Claudine, out of your
0: bed to um, come and prepare the vegetables for the morning. It, <laughs> it was not convenient.
1: It was not convenient convenient but when you got your little pocket money for doing your job and you didn't have to travel you didn't have travel
0: expenses you just traveled downstairs was that was that was that worth it was uh worth when it? i was in america at 16 buying my rack baby fat like <laughs> 29 it was all the way worth it great <laughs> right. and also when you decided right we're going raving on a
1: saturday and you knew that you knew, like what Claudine said. Oh, Friday night mass. It
0: wasn't even a Saturday. It was Friday night mass. It was Friday night mass, honey. And leaving at 10 to go into work. Yes,
1: yes, that, and, that was the and one. You knew, you knew as well that Sunday you was going to have breakfast in the kitchen. You were going to be clean. Whether which, which one of you was on cleaning duty, to hoover, to wipe down, which one of you was on cooking duty. And not just yourselves, if your partners was there, it was your partners was robed in as well. So it was inconvenient. It was inconvenient when I said, right, which one of your boyfriends is going to cut the grass? It was inconvenient, right? So
0: I was inconveniencing someone. But, but it has a purpose. And And I want to also echo that to the parents in the room, you know, that when we go through parenting, we go through different stages. There's some real cool, nice stages where they're like our friends and it's easy. And then we go through some other stages where it feels like we're fighting and pushing against the resistance and sometimes telling them to do the same thing again and again, it feels inconvenient. Sometimes telling them to pick up a book and read 10 pages a day, telling them to invest in themselves, telling them to, you know, just do things that they do not, especially as teenagers in my house, do not want to do. I just want to encourage somebody that that level of inconvenience is so necessary. The fact that my mum, she would, when I was raving and living under her roof, when we still had to be up and out of our bed by eight, nine o'clock, if we got in at seven o'clock in the morning, I never understood it. I was like, okay, no, this woman's crazy. She's gone crazy. She's actually gone crazy. But actually my work ethic as an adult and my ability to work under pressure is easy. It's light work because of what I've been seasoned through, because of what I've been taught sometimes. And I'm talking to myself. There are certain seasons where... It's easier for me just to do all the chores and not to speak to my kids about certain things because it's just less stress, but they're gonna grow up to be an adult one day. And how are they going to learn to do those things if we're not giving them the opportunity to, even if it feels like we're coming up against resistance. And one thing, especially mums with sons, I know that a lot of mums who have sons let their sons off doing house chores, doing cooking, doing certain things that might not seem manly. But you're not just raising your son, you're raising someone's husband. And as a woman, as much as I believe that we've got to run and maintain a household, which is great, right? It's also amazing when you can get made breakfast in bed. It's also amazing when your husband handles some of the chores for you. And so we have to be we have to remember that in raising our children, we are raising people's husbands and wives. And so that level of inconvenience that sometimes comes with parenting, I just pray that we push through it. You know, the same level of inconvenience that may come with you having to follow your dream you having to do what you love, you having to take that extra time. If you're working eight hours for someone else, give yourself an hour, two hours to do your thing. That level of inconvenience is life-changing. I say to people, invest in yourself first. I mean it. Because when you're able to come from a more authentic place in everything that you do, right? It's no longer about what you do, it's about who you are. And whether you know it or not, that's what's received the most. And so all you have to do, um, there's certain people who are in certain places and positions now where it's almost like, it doesn't matter what they do, we're behind them. Because we believe in the person. We believe in their vision. We believe in their authenticity. And you're that person too, as much as people won't do anything that some people say, because guess what? They've lied at every chance they've had, they've been unloyal, they've let people down, whatever it is. And so our temperament, the tone, the manner, the posture in which we do things has an impact, a divine impact in fact. And so I pray that we push through and we get to a place of recognizing that level of inconvenience in some of the stuff that we don't want to do, but it's necessary that we do it. It's necessary that we push past the grain because that's where we'll find our purpose. I've always had this quote that says success happens on purpose. What do I mean by that? It happens by the choices and the habits that people consciously take to get to a certain place and position as much as it happens by the calling upon your life and the divine alignment. That's the purpose too. So when you recognize that, it's more about what frequency, what environments, what posture and tones are you putting yourself in to be in alignment with reaching that success or understanding or fulfilling that purpose. And maybe if you really adapted the idea that everything happens for a reason, or even the idea that everything is working out for your greater good, it doesn't matter what you then go through, you're able to maintain a posture of faith Some of our faith is shaky. And I'm not talking about faith in a religious point of view. I'm talking about your belief, your ability to believe in yourself, your ability to believe in your greatness. It's shaky. But when you start to adapt and adopt the mentality that everything is working out for your greater good, how can your foundation be shaky? It can't. Because everything is necessary, whether good or bad. And sometimes the bad stuff is just to stretch you. The good stuff is to bless you, but either way, it's not against you. And so I pray that if you're in a place right now that feels inconvenient, that feels, I don't really wanna do this, as much as you might be in a place that's super comfortable. So then this is your message to do something that feels inconvenient, you just never know how your purpose might meet you right there.
1: Sorry, Elpania.
0: Yes, ma'am. One
1: that's really coming up as inconvenient, um, when I didn't know my own worth, when I went, like this morning I spoke about, at, you know, 7, 8, knowing that I was here for a purpose, but then when I lost my way or just went through different experiences and each time my strong suit got thicker, I wasn't, I was, you know, like Julie said, walking around with this, like, eeyore, that cloud over your head, you're not really present, even when you're present, and at that stage in my life, I had to inconvenience my children, I had to inconvenience, you know, Claudine and Tanya, and running out of my house, you know, those shoes, just running, and running to my cousin's house, and I guess it was, like, for me, like, the three little pigs. It was like, right, run to safety. Like, let me get to the house of Briggs. Let me get to the house of, like... I've got to run away from this, you know, danger that was coming. And I felt the danger was coming to me. I didn't feel the danger was coming to them. But I didn't want to have to return back. Like, I left them behind, so I would, I would take them out with me. And it was inconvenient. It was inconvenient, like... Sometimes, you know, Claudine, run, 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 Tanya's under my arm. I just think that now when I look at that whole scenario, when I look at some of the things that some women walk through, you know, it's your purpose, definitely. Like, Tanya 100% knew she wanted better for herself. Claudine 100% knew they wanted better for themselves by seeing somebody that they love go through something that was really and truthfully inconvenient. Inconvenient to have to leave my house. Inconvenient to have to run. Inconvenient to have to be scared. Inconvenient to live with that fear. I put my children through something that was inconvenient, but it made them who I see today. So I'm saying to anyone that has walked down inconvenience lane in any way because you didn't know your own worth. In any way because you allowed yourself to be abused. In any way because you've done something, you know, that you can't forgive yourself for just forgiveness. Because all of it is part of you truly finding your purpose,
0: as long as you continue to walk in faith. And you know what's so beautiful about that level of inconvenience is, majority of the time, the blessing isn't even for you. The blessing of you walking through that and being able to tell your story, being able to be a survivor, and then been able to thrive. Yo, when you bless somebody with that story, you recognize the whole purpose of it wasn't for you. It was actually so that somebody else could be set free. It was actually so that someone else's shackles could be broken. It was actually so that you walked through it so your children would never have to. And sometimes we get so mad at our circumstances. We get so crazy about not knowing things that we only knew now that we didn't know then. But everything happens when it's supposed to. And everything happens for a reason. There was a time where I didn't have much, I had a lot of life experience because I had traveled and I had witnessed a lot and because of the, the dynamics and um relationships of my family I had witnessed a lot so through that I had a lot of experience but personal experience in relationships in certain contexts of things I had a mouth to talk about it I didn't experience it to speak about it but my god when I experienced it what a blessing but at the same time what a level of inconvenience What a level of it rupturing my soul. What a level of it breaking down everything I thought about myself. What a level of it making me have to question everyone and everything I believed and all of the principles I stood on, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Because it allowed me to know what was solid and solid from me. Not from what someone had taught to me, not from what had been shown to me, but because it was within me. As much as it was so beautiful for me to be able to recreate, restructure, rebelieve, redevelop, reset. And sometimes we're just so stuck in the convenience of comfortable. And when I say the convenience of it, the convenience of your comfortable way of thinking your comfortable way of living, your comfortable way of being. But you just make one decision that's inconvenient and your whole life could change. That's the beauty of purpose that many people never give themselves permission to experience because they forever live in the safety net of what's comfortable, the safety net of what's acceptable, yo. The safety net of what the world or society or your parents or friends have told you defines you. There's been so many seasons in my life where I've had to define my own thing about something. A motherhood was one of them. I had a mouth before I was a mother, but until I became one, you don't know what you're going to do in that season of your life. You don't know how that's going to stretch you, grow you, expand you. Allow you to recreate who you are, and sometimes some of us have got opinions about things we've never experienced. And when you're sitting on the fence and you're in the field, it's two different. It's two completely different things. Sometimes we got to inconvenience ourselves by coming off the bench and being a game player. Yes, Cece. Um, I'm loving what you're
1: saying, and it's just brought something to my head because it's not always big things. Sometimes it's actually really small things. Um, for me, my siblings were an inconvenience. They still are an inconvenience.
0: <laughs> the lies you gonna tell. The lies she gonna tell.
1: No, but in all fairness, I, I did spend a lot of time. I've got a lot of siblings. Um, Twelve, in fact. And still to this day, I say to my mum and dad, but what was wrong with you? Why don't you just stop after me? Like, you know, I was great. I was good enough. And for ages, it was like, if they weren't here, I could have had this. I could have had that. I would have been rich. Do you know how much How much money has to share between 12 children?
0: Girl, sometimes you just like me, huh? <laughs> I
1: could have had a car. I could have had my house brought. I could have been, you know, living a certain life. So to me, it was inconvenient to have a certain amount of siblings. Like, who told y'all to do that? But, the purpose that I have found in having each of them, the things that they have each taught me, the lessons, the light, the love, um, the pure joy that I get from having every single one of them, and not any of the relationships are the same. I do not have the same relationship with any of my siblings, and when I watch us, all in one room I'm like this is amazing you can't bottle it you can't buy it I couldn't have made it up if I tried what has been created in the space of that inconvenience of those people coming into my life of the times that I feel like, ah what has been created in those moments is so pure and i have learned so much from it
0: that's a whole word because it's same to same my siblings i i won't even tell you what i called them because it's slightly racist to my own self um but that's what they were <laughs> i didn't really appreciate half of them um for selfish reasons And now so much of my purpose, so much of my why, so much of why I'll run, so much of why I'll change, so much of why I'll create and produce and make things possible is because of them. It's because of them. As much as it's for my children, as much as it's for my parents, as much as it's for my family on a whole, yo, the relationships that we have as a family, it hits different. It's different. It comes with a lot of responsibility. And yes, sometimes we have to pray for capacity, because we have to pray for capacity. But I recognize that there was a couple months ago, it was laying in my spirit to pray for capacity, pray for capacity, and not just for me, but for all of my network. And I realized that after we prayed for capacity, and there was more coming in, I was like, whoa, with more capacity comes more responsibility, with more responsibility, there's a different role that you've got to play. And so it's about levelling up at each stage. It's really about elevating.
1: And it is the roles as well, because I I always wanted an older sister. I, that was just my thing. I was like, why did I have to be an oldest? I always wanted an older sister, but in wanting an older sister, I'm able to be the older sister that I required. So it's no mistake that I came and
0: I am the eldest of my siblings because what I felt that I needed, I'm able to pass on. And And that's the beauty of the inconvenience. It's what you needed, you become. So, for those of us who might have experienced abusive relationships, what we don't understand is what we needed is so necessary that we become it, that's the purpose, that's why I said the blessing is for somebody else, but you see, if we just sit in that, and we just give thanks that we made it out, but we don't do nothing with that, then it's almost like there's no purpose, but when you do something with it, when you recognize that what, listen, why I had to become a certain level of woman is because I needed the woman that I am, I needed that woman and it wasn't around for me. So I became it.
1: And it's the same for me with being a, I, like I said, I've always pictured myself and I've always loved children. I've always known that something to do with children was my purpose. So it's no mistake that I have the number of nieces and nephews that I have. It's no mistake that I have the relationships with my nieces and nephews that I have. It's no mistake, like, you know, the realization, that you ask and it is given is hitting home so much in these last few months. The understanding of the process of relationships being life. And the way that this has all flowed together, the way that these rooms in the last couple of months have just been absolutely blowing my mind, absolutely opening me up for me to see so much more of myself Oh,
0: gosh she's beautiful and I just pray that it continues and I just want to share to everybody in the room I'm always always affirming that I'm spirit-led there was many seasons in my life where I did so much alone I lived I can do bad by myself my constant affirmation was I was born by myself I'm gonna die by myself I don't need anyone else I lived that and it was necessary for a certain season Because I had to become independent from my family, from my children's father, from my relationships, from the titles that defined me, from my circumstances. I had to release everything and really sit with myself and say, who am I? Without the titles and without what you do, who are you? If I asked anybody in this room right now, who are you? And you cannot give me a title. You cannot give me what you do. Are you able to answer that question? Anybody can, if you want. And many people couldn't. Do you know
1: why I love that? Because I've just sat here and I was thinking about Fiery who's in the audience and we were having a conversation about purpose a few months back and she was like, I've never i never thought about it. I've never really thought about what I'm here for or if like if I had a purpose in that way. She had just um found her talent for drawing. And in one of our conversations she was saying like she finds that it's something that she'll go to like when she needs to clear her head or when she needs to think or when she's in a certain headspace. And it's just made me think sometimes we're running from our pain. (laughs) And actually, our pain is what produces the best books. It's what produces the best songs. It's what produces the best art. It's what produces something great.
0: And also, by getting it out, we're no longer carrying it many people want to run from addressing their traumas many people want to say especially in the black community like we need to get over certain things but the truth of the matter is i personally believe why people can't get over certain things is because they're not willing to go into certain things so they're showing up when they speak they're showing up when they're in relationships they're showing up at work but because they're never addressed they're just there Whereas what I realized very young was I could have had a real bad day at college, but I had dance after. And when I was at dance, nothing mattered. It, nothing, nothing, nothing at all mattered. Could have had a bad day at home, but when I was at dance, nothing happened. So dance has always been my way of expressing. It's always been my way of creating. It's always been my way of getting things out. So even as an adult, sometimes I stop dancing and I kid you not, after a couple of months, I'm not, I'm not okay. Mm-mm, I'm not okay because energy doesn't die it just transforms so how are you getting out some of this energy that's within you one of the most beautiful tools I encourage anyone I coach to use is journaling and guess what it's the same tool that most people have the most resistance with they'll do everything else they'll exercise every day they'll listen to a positive audio they'll meditate they'll pray you know they'll do all these other tools they'll pick a stick but I say, sit down with you, get a pen and paper and just write. Oh, I don't know what to say. or I don't know what's going to come out. Or I don't know what, no, you know what it really is? You're not, you're not ready to sit with you. You don't let yourself just come out. So I dare you guys, I'm always in these rooms daring and challenging you guys and dropping you guys tools that if you choose to pick them up will have a significant difference in the way that you think. And in your life period, start to journal. Don't worry about what you need to write about. Don't worry about what questions. Just pick up a pen every single day. And if it's difficult, then just do it for one minute. And when you get to that one minute, stop. And when the one minute becomes easy, do it for two minutes. And build it up until it's a natural thing that you can just pick up your book and let your thoughts come out. Because I'm telling you, some of those things that will come out are going to surprise you. That's the beauty of inconvenience sometimes. That's the beauty.
1: And sorry, and I think as well, for those that would say, oh, I don't know what's gonna come out and all of that. When we've done the month of power, that isn't power, that's control. There's so much power in vulnerability. There's so much power in what what Julie said, getting naked. There's so much power with stripping off your strong suit. Everything what you thought made
0: you who you are, release it. I agree, release it completely. So I wanna thank you Queens to come into the stage and talking to me. I did see dad trying to come up and out. Maybe he's just not in a good location right now. And um, just before I wrap up, is there anybody in the audience that would like to come to the stage? Maybe it sparked something in you. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've just had a revelation um, from being in this room. We always like to share because we said this this morning, but we hope that these conversations are more than just conversations. We hope that they inspire you to take action and whether that action is to think differently whether that action is to see yourself differently, whether that action is to actually pick up some of the tools which I give you and use them. Please don't let this just be a room that you come in and sit in and it encourages you and lifts your vibration. Let it be a room that encourages you to take action, that encourages you to make a change, that encourages you to do something like you've never done it before. That's why we're doing this room. And that's why it laid in my spirit to create the um, club called Shake the Room. Because I feel like we've been apologising for who we are for too long. I feel like we've been playing small and comfortable for too long. And so I'm encouraging everybody to take up space. It's your birthright. We, I, it is my greatest intention, right, that every person that I come into relationship with, whether it's professional, um, whether it's intimate, you know, that one, I leave them better than I found them and vice versa, but two, that we all die empty, that the graveyard becomes like the poorest place on earth because people are fulfilling their desires, people are fulfilling their dreams, People are stepping more and more into being bold, that they just peacefully pass away because their mission is complete. No part of struggle, whether it is disease, sickness, relation, none of that has to be our constant portion. None of it. You can create and live a life of ease and grace. You absolutely can, but you can't do it if you've got hard thoughts if there's constantly resistance in the way that you see things. Because what you believe comes to pass. No word under the sun returns void. No word. People are messy with their mouths and especially with what they say about themselves. And so what happens is, it's returning onto us those that we words that we speak about ourselves we speak jokingly about ourselves and the universe takes it seriously so what happens when you start to speak more powerfully about yourself more loving about yourself what happens when you actually start to see the greatness within yourself and those words are coming back can y'all imagine open your minds to the lives that are waiting for you Speak into them before you experience them. Celebrate them before they come. Get crazy happy about it being done because it will be done. And when you're waiting, watch your tone and your posture in your waiting season, and whether that's for the relation, the promotion, um, the experience, the baby to be born, whatever it is. When I'm pregnant, yo, like when I'm physically pregnant, yo, I'm crazy about who I'm around. I'm crazy about the environments that I've got my baby in. I'm crazy about the conversations I have because I know what I'm giving birth to. I believe I'd be giving birth to a whole God. And that's a sacred space. My body's a sacred space, period. But me carrying a whole nother being is a sacred space. i got to take care of that. And I've began to be the same about me, whether I'm giving birth or not now. I don't have many offline conversations with people because I'm crazy about my energy. I'm crazy about my environment. Let's stop being sloppy with ourselves. Let's stop being sloppy with our mouths and our minds and our emotions. We have the power to be, think, do whatever it is that we desire. And God, the creator, Allah, the divine, has the power to make all of that possible. We don't just say all things are possible, we understand it, we align with it, we recognize it. So let's live in that space. Is there any final words from anybody on the stage, anybody in the audience? Miss Dome is coming up. It's the birthday queen. It's your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Grand evening.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think I've been hit like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason I'm to the room was because I was having a conversation about purpose. And <laughs> <laughs> they came into the room and it was like I've been imminent in about moves that I should take but don't know if I want to take because of fear and I don't know having this conversation and listening in today has really made me have to sit down
2: and think about what I need to do I (laughs)
1: love that because I was sitting there going I was having this conversation I'm like the universe is really talking to me and I don't like it Mm. (laughs) but um, I just want to say thank you guys because maybe a push the push that I probably did need to hear and yeah I had a conversation and I was up in my feelings and I wanted to be up in my feelings and then actually then having this conversation I'm like actually it wasn't something that was personal to me it was something that was spoken about and I got up in my feelings about something because someone was talking to me one-to-one but having then hearing this group conversation has made me go hmm what that person was saying was right right and, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you guys because, honestly, you guys, I don't know the universe. Like you said, you work on spirit and, yeah, the universe and everything that's been discussed here has made me have to sit back and go, okay, I think I do everything for a purpose. I say, oh, I speak to people for purposes, but well, actually there are things where I allow fear to dictate what actions yes. are
0: going to do love that and I think being able to identify the difference this is what I said when sometimes our faith is shaky it's okay to live and say yeah I do things on purpose I'm living a purpose-filled life yada 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 when stuff's good uh who do you become when a conversation makes you uncomfortable who do you become when a situation makes you uncomfortable who do you become when life chucks you a um what do you call it like a swerve ball who do we become? And that's why when I ask that question, I dare all of you to answer it. Sit down and write, who am I? But you can't write no title and you can't write nothing you do. Who are you? I would love to know your answers. Please email me at room underscore ch at mail.com. That's room underscore ch at mail.com sit with yourself, ask yourself that question. And I think that for some of you guys, maybe nothing will come up. And the mere reality that you have just considered yourself a mother, a daughter, a wife, an accountant, a surveyor, a hairdresser, um, all of this stuff. Uh, Hello? In my media voice, hello? Um, when you were born, maybe apart from being the daughter, maybe you might have even come into a family which made you a sister or a brother. You might have even been an uncle or an aunt at that time. I just want to tell y'all, there was some purpose in it, and there was no role to play, there was no responsibility that you had other than to breathe. So, I want to know when you ask yourself, Who am I? What defines you under all of those layers that you've put on top of you? I would love to know your answers. It's going to be a good month, guys. we got four weeks in here. we got four weeks shaking the room. we got four weeks starting this conversation. I don't know, a title hasn't come for me for tomorrow morning's room yet. But I will be back at 7.15 in the morning. And maybe by then, some of this would have rattled in you. Might have made your belly churn a little bit. So you might come to the stage and talk to me about anything that's landed. But until then, be great, be amazing, be incredible, stay lifted and go ahead and get your blessings. Thank y'all so much. And thank you to every single person that's contributed. I appreciate y'all.
1: It's like you're looking through a telescope. You see where you're gonna be.